Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another one of the bloody Dudley boys, Ooh. Michael Havlett from What Culture, to read on a Friday night Smackdown. You finally nailed it. It's taken a couple of weeks for you to settle into it, and finally you've cracked the code. Dark code has been cracked, and it is indeed a dark code. We've uh, we've messed up here, haven't we? We recorded this on, Friday, on Monday afternoon. Yeah. We've got it's giddy. A, yeah, it's, it gets daft at this point of view. Like, uh, for those that have, and I'm sure you have been, I'd like to think you have been. I've been listening for the last week. You know, it's kind of Will Bond in some uh, live production, some workshopping of his new introduction, <laughs> and for him to just knock it out of the park on the SmackDown review. Hey. Feels extra special. The uh, the best intro of the week on indeed the best show of the week. <laughs> but that's for all later on. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into it, if you're a fan <laughs> of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Cool Dressing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or YouTube. Yeah. Where you re- not only review SmackDown, but it's a mirror. AW Collision pay per views. Sorry, AW what? Three cars. Pay per views. Premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A little bit of quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hanbert to look back on this week's episode of Front Night SmackDown. Gets taken down when we're on YouTube. <laughs> the bacon was very, 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 very thin. Overall, my review of the Morrison's Ultimate Breakfast is <laughs> And so is my review of this episode of SmackDown, Wilborn. I know, I know you want me to come in here and share your positivity with uh, WWE. Again, that's saved for the Raw preview, which is goaded as usual. Uh, I dared to say after Collision, which you made me watch this week because you were on it. I mean, because I wanted to watch it. <laughs> That I think AW might quietly be cooking again. They have at very least turned the store. Oh, on, yeah, one good week. Late. That's what um, we're allowed to say when WWE does that. Um, right. SmackDown. I'm just asking questions. It's not so much cooking, is it, SmackDown, as it is reheating. Oh, they it's, are tr- it's simmering. They are trying to make Jimmy Uso feel as hot as he wants. I knew you were. I knew you were, right? They're trying, and I'm, well, I know what I'm watching, and I'm sort of thinking, yeah, all right. You're kind of trying to make up for a good month of lost ground here, and I, am I going to buy it? I don't know. It remains to be seen. Um, you know, there's a massive star 
who, based on the potential ending of certain talks between certain parties over the last couple of days, <laughs> might not be a massive star around for very long. Nope. But um, they're trying to elevate the stuff around John Cena, of course. Um, there was a situation, of course, with LA Knight. We might as well get off the top. He couldn't be there. Yes. We offered refunds. COVID is what COVID does. Yet another massive disappointment elsewhere. I think probably people I disagree, can man. About. Good. Let's have a chat about yeah. that. Let's have a chat about that. Uh, I I do not know what to make of this show at the moment. I really don't. Um, I forget which podcast it was. It's probably the Raw review where, like, I'm I'm trying to. I I understand when Sid goes Hamlet the same company, There's red ropes and blue ropes. <laughs> yeah, Seth Rollins said it once on air. I, I get that, but. I th- it must be down at the characters. It must be. Like, I look at the Raw roster, and, I mean, there's a main event that we've seen 50 times advertised for tonight's Raw as we're recording this, and I just think, oh, you know, there's, like, real connotations there because I'm not going to spoil this for people who haven't read it yet and listen to our Raw preview later on. Yeah. But, like, what's going on with the challenges right now and are they going to be all right and, like, where are the champions at in terms of what else we're doing and whatever. But, like, I just don't have... That, like, investment in a lot of these characters at the moment. I don't, like, SmackDown is about to move back to USA Network, and it's hard to imagine once they're both on the same network again, WWE will keep SmackDown as the A show. Mm. It feels like we're headed, we're on, like, a, p- a big pivot point here. Like, Fox was the money. Fox was the one that got it over the billion dollar line. I forget the way around our American listeners know what I'm talking about. One's network, one's cable, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Fox had that all that extra exposure that USA is just basically WWE safety net. Like, USA will always go, we'll, we'll take you. Yeah. And that has to make you wonder, well, who said no then? Or what could you not quite iron out to get your... Not your, a bad safety net, 1.4 billion. It is certainly not. It is certainly not. It's it's woven like Rumpelstiltskin with gold thread. Yeah. But nonetheless, you have to think, this was like a project. This was a... Right, SmackDown's going to Fox, and we've got four years to not only earn this billion dollars but to maintain its status as the new A-show. Yeah. It's no longer the flagship. All the big stars are going to be on Fridays, on SmackDown. It's not as good and as embedded a night as Mondays for Raw, but we can just do that. And they haven't really done that. And I wonder now if we're about to see the... Like, is this the start of the decline, is what I'm getting at? Is mm. this the... It's like the reverse of what's happened with NXT. It's like, negotiation here, you say, excuse me, let's make it the best book show of the year. Sean yes. Marshall to win all the Observer Awards. We need to jack this show right now in order to get money for it for another however many years. Are we watching the very gradually managed decline of SmackDown to feel a bit like a B-show while a bunch of, like, for me, like, big-time stories take place on Raw? I just... They haven't moved, well, anybody yet as part of the trade compensation. Like, Roman in kayfabe has surveyed the scene and gone, nah. Mm. It's a a weird time for this show. Like, one feels substantially more important than the other in WWE's week, and it's definitely Raw. I just had a load of fun watching SmackDown. I really enjoyed the title match, despite everything. Right. There was a team on this show that I've seen before, and I've certainly seen interact a lot on telly, and it was like I was seeing them for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then there was the obvious, I mean, the problems with, with LA Knight missing from the main. I was like, if that had happened, if his music would have hit, because mm-hmm. they basically just did what would have happened right up until LA Knight's music would have hit, I think the yeah. roof would have come off that place. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that specifically. They've got, they've like, LA Knight's a hot hand, and you know that because he's the type of level of a guy now that when he misses a show, they have to kind of offer refunds. Yeah. And you, feel, you feel a hole in the show when he's not there. WWE always say that they're the good guys in this game. You know, they're not out there, false promising Mercedes Monet. 
you know, they, they deliver on their promises. Should we get to the review? Hey, hey, hey. WWE. Hey. You all right. Very good. Hang on, I forgot to say. Imagine the irony, by the way, of that button specifically being like what gets one of our podcasts flagged by WWE. Yeah, I've got to make sure I get to enjoy this whilst I can because when we go on YouTube, there's no way I could say Mercedes. Money. Money. Because New Japan don't like fun. Uh, <laughs> we need to get you to do impersonations of everything on the soundboard. <laughs> right. Hey, 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 you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get into this then, uh, because the goat opened the show. Three minute of you do the Shane noise. <laughs> uh, Their words, not mine, by the way. I like John Cena, but I wouldn't necessarily call him the goat. They call him that every five seconds, yeah. don't they? It's a thing now, yeah. He comes out, he welcomes us to another sold-out Friday Night Smackdown. He says, look, I've been, been able to do a load of things since I've been back. Host, referee, backstage correspondent, etc., etc." Uh, but tonight's a special night because I don't want to be a ref. I don't want to be a host. I don't want to be a backstage correspondent. I want to be a wrestler. I came back to compete, and tonight I want to have a match. I'm excited, but I'm also angry, angry at the bloody bloodline. Uh, I want to fight Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. Uh, I do it all by myself, but I found myself a partner. A partner that's phenomenal. AJ Styles comes out. Yeah. If AJ Styles look here. Uh, well, not a lot, really. <laughs> like, I... I had a problem with this John Cena, AJ Styles. Finish the review. We'll get to this. So yeah, AJ gets into the ring and uh, grabs the mic off John Cena. And he's like, just to get this straight, me and you teaming up to take on the bloodline. You sure about that? You sure you want us to team up? And he says, well, bloodline, if you want some, come get some. And Jimmy Uso's music hits. And out comes Jimmy and Solo Sokoa. And they march down to the ring and they jump up on the apron. And Jimmy's... Jawjacking a little bit too much, mm. which was a sign of things to come for me. He's smiling in. He's, he's very giddy. Uh, he, but in the end, him and Solo jump off the apron uh, because uh, no physicality yet. Yeah, fine. Like, obviously, you, you're building there. Yeah, this AJ Styles, John Cena thing, right? I, I found it odd that this was the moment you decided to... Because um, they didn't really, the prior week, did they? There was none of that sort of... Uh, I remember when we were like sworn enemies mm. and that. There was none of that really. And then AJ Styles came out and there was that. You knew they were obviously going to be mates and everything was going to be fine, but they were just doing that little bit of, oh, we've been up and down the rules, before, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. But like the whole point of, and this is me making sense of WWE, by the way, and I think they've laid the groundwork. The whole point of John Cena being the guy that steps in with AJ Styles to take on the bloodline is that AJ was already feuding with the bloodline and was kind of pissed off with Gallows and Anderson for not helping. Yeah. And they were very much, and obviously we'll get a bit of this later on, like, we told you not to mix in. We're only here to get a paycheck and go home. Yeah. Like, this is on you. And then he's like, oh, well, if you're not going to help me, I'll do it by my frigging self. And then that's when the judgment day get involved and all of that. So I can absolutely put the pieces together. Yeah. John Cena, the all-conquering hero, will come back and just fight somebody's good fight, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. And this happens to be AJ Styles. And then, like... AJ, out of nowhere, is like presented as one of them South Park townspeople. I don't take kindly to your <laughs> son coming down here, John. So, like, it was already a bit weird. They were trying to tease a bit of babyface dissension in the ranks. Not least when, let's be honest, in the heels, there's a bit of dissension in the ranks. Yeah. Solo is still very much doing the, what is going on with you? I mean, he's speaking on behalf of me and the rest of the audience, mm. I think. Like, the, him and Jimmy are not uh, simpatico Ooh. by any means yet. Even though what we are being told to believe is that the more Paul Heyman 
speaks to Roman Reigns in the background, the more Roman Reigns quite likes what Jimmy Uso is doing and is therefore giving him, is he giving him like enough rope to hang himself or is he just mm -hmm. letting him back in the fold? I, I don't mind that being an unanswered question, but I just sort of thought it was like, do we really need like a, a Triple H is proper tapped into? You know what? It's even better than like over stables. You're not sure if people are friends. <laughs> I, I think this is where we're at now. Like I just, I don't know. I found this like all a little bit off-putting. I want everything I love about Raw. Everything I love about Raw, and I was praising it last week, Kevin Owens does not like this situation, mm. but he trusts Cody and Sammy, and it's when Jay, like, does something that Kevin sees as not the right move, he's not going to blame Jay, so is he? He's going to first blame himself, and then he's going to blame them. Oh. And that's where the drama is. It's, it's believable. This was a bit like, can we, just, can we not just have some teams? Can we not just, like, yeah. like... And then we got another one later on with, like... Well, we'll get to it. The, yeah. You know, Lashley and that. But, like, it's just a bit... Ugh. So, yeah, they go backstage. Senior stars are campaigning. Postman Pierce to make the match. And he says, oh, I've got to go and talk to Paul Heyman. So if we can set this up because he's a bloody nightmare to work with, basically. Yeah. More on that later on. And then, yeah, we got the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins versus the LWO, the best friends who will never betray each other. Mm -hmm. Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. Load of fun this match. Great back and forth action. Uh, at one point... After hitting the ropes, Mysterio hits a splash from the second rope. Ford's on the outside. Mysterio goes to do that slide splash of his. But Dawkins grabs Ford, moves him out of the way, and Mysterio misses to take us to a break. Um, sorry, prior to that, es Escobar tried to come in and help, and Dawkins just slammed him down. Sort of, again, more heelish mm -hmm. edge to the street province in this. When we come back from the break, uh, Mysterio sends Ford into the second turnbuckle, finally gets the hot tag to Santos Escobar, who comes in, loads of flying forearms. Uh, Ford eventually goes up to the top, but Escobar catches him up there with a brilliant super hurricane Rana for two, but the uh, phantom driver gets broken up. Mysterio comes in, sets up for the 619, um, but Dawkins hits a beautiful sky-high powerbomb instead. Dawkins body drops Mysterio over the top rope. Mysterio lands on Ford out there, and in the midst of all this chaos, Bobby Lashley choke slams Mysterio as the referee is distracted Hoys him back in, and Angelo Dawkins, just for a split second, hesitates. He sees what's happened. He doesn't quite fully embrace the joke, <laughs> Uh He gets him up for a powerbomb, but this has allowed Mysterio to recover. He rolls Dawkins up for the one, two, three, and post-match, Bobby Lashley is fizzing with his new chargers, and he storms away from ringside. Did you not like this? Ah, the work was good, but, uh, you know... We have sort of little rules, don't we, about, like, I, I don't want to lie to the listeners and say that it got to the end of last week and this tag team match was one of those matches I remembered as something from last week, right? So it was good to very good, rarely great for me. But this Street Profits, Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar, they're not... So many wrestlers now aren't going to have bad matches ever. Yeah. Ever, right? If they do, it'll be this, like, aberration that you will remember at the end of the year, let alone the end of the week, because it was like... Remember when, like, Rey Mysterio had that absolute turkey? Said nobody in 2023, because <laughs> it's September and he's not had one. Like, well, Thanksgiving's coming up. <laughs> Good. Thanks, thanks, turkey. <laughs> See you on YouTube. <laughs> right. Um... So the match, yeah, no, zero complaints, and it'd be stupid and pointless to have them. I this was too much. Like, Triple H wanted to tell a bunch of stories here, and I have no problem with that. I like the ambition, in fact. I think it's the stuff that, like, for years, until he fell off, Tony Khan was credited for, right, at his peak. Mm -hmm. It was like, you can fold a lot into a limited amount of television time with, like, quite elegant storytelling and the moving of the pieces on the board. 
I already don't like this Street Profits Bobby Lashley thing because it's too, for me, it's too confused. Like, we've already, before Friday, we were already like, right, what are they? Because they were heels when they did the first beatdown. They have tried to be quite violent. But then on other weeks, they've come out slapping fives, big smiles out there, the whole deal. And you're like, right, let's just assume that the big smiles out there is a, is a front and they're actually going to be nasty pieces of work. You then proceed to have like three or four Street Profits matches where they're not at all nasty pieces mm. of work. And Bobby Lashley's fine with that until he's now not, right? Worse still, not only is he not fine with the cheating out of nowhere, Street Profits kind of did work heel anyway. So does it then not fall on Dawkins for like not following through with the rest of it? Like, is it, is it are you, like you like this, I assume, yeah. right? So is your kind of morality scale here with, they don't want to cheat, they're just willing to fight dirty. And there's Fight like, with an edge. There's a line, and they yeah. Don't, yeah, they don't want to step that line. And Lashley's like, you know, the difference is you've got to cross the line. Exactly. And now they'll be asked, like, now we're going to see will they cross it or not, and they probably will. And yeah. then Lashley's like, I've got through to you. That's good. And this cements them as heels. I think that's why, arguably, you know, you're a gear guy. They, the gear has changed, but it's still got elements of what yeah. they always used to wear. So I think, arguably... They took the cups away, and then they put them back. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, we're still, I still quite like getting cheered and slapping fires with people, but we did kind of lose quite a lot. Yeah. So maybe we need this bit of extra edge. And Bobby Lash is like, you do need this extra edge. You also need to kind of cheat a little bit. And Angelo Dawkins is like, I'm not sure if I go all the way in there. And now he's gone, right, do you want to win or not? Because mm. I'll just go and get two other losers that are in catering and, and help them win because I'm bloody former world champion Bobby Lashley. And, and I've got a little bit of mixed feelings on that as well because it kind of, and I don't think that's going to happen, right? But I sort of feel as though you just, you're kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit there and it's a bit like, yeah, this is how we do it. In wrestling. Yeah. Like, somebody's not going so great, so you sprinkle some overdust on them off another wrestler, and that's how, like, I, like, I don't need to be told that. I don't know if I'm a little bit, like, I'm a bit burnt out on triple, like, it's, I don't like the Imperium stuff either. Sometimes it's just good to be good. Oh, and, I like, agree, and yeah. And Ludwig Kaiser can lose a match, and that can be all right. And, like, and this sort of feels a little bit like that. And I, in the contrast, I love the Judgment Day split stuff because it's a very different dynamic of why there's clearly yeah. a, there's clearly a clash with Damian Priest at Finn Balor eventually something's got to give so like he's he is kind of copying his own home, homework with a bloodline as relates to judgment day but i just i don't know this didn't feel right and furthermore to that like the title matches next week yeah Ray and Santos and things are good in the LWO so it doesn't really feel like to me to the right time to be pulling the trigger i kind of want Santos to be like, how much is this relationship with Ray really working for me? Like, I think he loses this week. I want that. I think so, so too. Yeah. It's not, it's not the big end. But it's this the, is, that's the catalyst of like, I actually end. beat you, prick. You're probably right. And I should, and I should let it play out, right? I should and you got Lassie on Grayson Waller effect as well. What, this week? This coming so week. So the Street Profits will be forced to make their mind up. Yeah. Like, ooh. When he said two of the losers, I can think of a loser tag team and Grayson Waller's 50% of it. You be careful with that because... Well, well, we'll get to I, that. I know, yeah, they've nicked it from uh, the guns. But like the... Mm, well, no, the I think <laughs> doing that entrance first, but still. The, what if this is a, come on out here, Street Profits, and then he, it turns out that Grace Waller and Austin Theory are his guys, and they deck the Street Profits. Oh, God. I'm just, you know, I don't know whether it's just because of the name, right? A-Town Down Under is goated. It's very name. good, very good. The entrance is incredible. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> and I just love this match. <laughs> we'll get to it later on. That sounds like the Guns music now reminds me of the woman singing from the Morrison's Breakfast. Yeah. Complete nonsense. Yeah, I, I mean, just, the thing I is, just... when, when they do it and, you know, they do the spotlight and then they put the lights on, they can actually put the lights on the arena properly. Yeah, we hey, go, 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 we're back. We're back. Arthur Ashe. 
I like more like Arthur Trash. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so across the piece, I kind of thought like, whoa, whoa there, Triple H, whoa there. Yeah. Like, it just, it was a bit muddled for me. And like, you, you know what? I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt on that. I should let it play out with the Ray and Santos stuff because I really like this LWO thing. But I kind of, it's, it's just, it sort of feels like it's one of them like, this is how it should be done. When does like Santos now saying like, right, title shot and I better win. Ray's like, just one like things are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Why now? And I don't know. Like I, I would have rather seen Santos kind of get forced into having to do it as the right career move, and then put him on his shoulders. Well, we'll save that for Friday. Let's. I'm very excited to preview that. I've got a lot of ideas. For a number of people uh, making comment, Craig, um, stats, Craig, yeah, uh, friend of friend of the channel as far as we're concerned, mm-hmm. uh, and a great follow on Twitter, uh, Pro Wrestling Musings. Made the point that he thought a certain thing might happen when Luchasaurus put Christian on his shoulders to celebrate the TNT title victory, but he's yet to confirm what that thing mm. is. I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of a spot. Can you? Nope. No. Not off the top of my head. Uh, so off the back of my shoulders. Off the back of the uh, LWO defeating the Street Profits, uh, we had a video about uh, the greatest wrestler of all time, The Rock, returning. Uh, Michael Cole, a bit like me, getting very giddy, giddy about all this. Yeah. You smell what the rock's Cooking and else the theory turns up. He's like, What are you doing, Michael? <laughs> Pictures a fit there. Um, and then backstage, Postman Pierce is telling him off effectively for interrupting the announcers whilst they're trying to do their jobs. Here come brawling brutes. Mm-hmm. Rich Bloody Holland says, uh, You got you are shown up by uh, The Rock, didn't you? Here comes Greg's and Bloody Waller. Butch chimes in as well. Let's have a bit of cool vibe later on then. Yeah. Yeah. Brawling brutes are now. Um, well, best friends, like just a, a team that are there to be beaten and work TV matches. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a, there are worse teams than them too to have in the, in this particular spot. I also really like his spin thing that he does. Oh, like... like we can't do this as Zorro swing. We'll just get Ridge Holland to just spin people around. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's massive. He's okay. massive and strong. Um, as with many things within WWE, you think, oh, well, they haven't got a bloody clue what they're doing. But actually, let it play out. There's a uh, long-term storytelling going on because we get a video for the Unholy Union, Alba Fire and Isla Dunn. They have corrupted the women's tag team titles! Basically, they, they say, oh, the tag titles are kind of cursed after we lost them. And I was like, genuinely watching this and thinking, actually... And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? I, I don't really think that this was the plan all along. But uh, they're not wrong. Uh, you know, this became a bit of a hot-button topic, if you remember, a couple of months back with Becky Lynch and Triple H, but I would classify this as making lemonade. I quite like this. Yeah. Wrestling is dumb, right? And it's worth reminding yourself of that, and I say that as somebody that probably goes too deep in his analysis of it <laughs> five days a week for a living. Please don't stop listening. Or for that matter, watching. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh but it is dumb, and that can sometimes be a benefit. That, Wilborn, can sometimes be a blessing. Right in your cues. <laughs> what you can't do, right, in uh, NXT six months ago, is have these two come out as well. We'd be casting spells on ACLs, right? And, like, having, like, a voodoo doll with yeah. you. Because it's really bad that people keep tearing their ACL, right? Yeah. You cannot do that. This tag team thing is, is, like, really bad booking plus injuries. So it's a double whammy. Mm-hmm. But because the belts are the thing that are symbolic of the of where things have gone wrong, you know, you can sort of say, well, guess who used to protect them and guess who still covets them? And that sort of works. Yeah. What they're doing 
is there was a prize that they held dear and that prize was taken away. So it's like, well, we, if we can't have them, nobody else can. We can't wrestle them back, but reveal cauldron. <laughs> I, like, there's, it's a hard to articulate difference, but it's a big one. Yeah. You know, like. And gives us a game, remind me for Friday, who are, who are they going to curse next? Yeah, like, and this is, I, I don't know, go silly, right? Steve Austin got dropped on his frigging head really bad. Mm. Worst timing in history for it to happen. And like Owen 316 says, I just brought your neck was a t-shirt. And it's like, that's a pattern. That mm, is, yeah. that, like, when Austin comes back, he's going to kick the f***ing <laughs> shit out of you for that. <laughs> like, like, it's, injuries are a really tough one. Yes. And I think they got this one right. Yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, let's get to this title match then. It was EO Sky versus Asuka for the WWE Women's Championship? Maybe. Nailed it, I the, think. The, the SmackDown yeah, Women's it's, Championship. It's got, the big, it's got the big WWE on it. That's the way it's from it. Yeah. It got out of a system. Uh, and you think, well, how can this match get any better? Add Charlotte Flair to the mix. Yeah. She comes down before the match starts, and I thought, you've got to, is this some sort of rib? What's going on? <laughs> what? Are you, you turn up in SmackDown with Charlotte Flair. People are going to look at you and go, what is she doing here? <laughs> I love it. She just shows she back just up. She does stuff, doesn't she? She has got... A permanent 24-7 Money in the Bank cashier. Yeah. It's called being Charlotte Flair. <laughs> but I uh, I was pleasantly surprised by this match. I think it got given, what, 20 minutes? Plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Got time. Um, and they told a really interesting story. Um, it's Eosky and Asuka. They have to work hard to have a bad match, obviously, these two. Um, 
And Asuka was was targeting the arm. She was constantly working for arm bars, for Kimuras, et cetera, et cetera. Um, at one point, Asuka early on gets knocked to the outside or goes to the outside, and Sky goes for a moonsault, but Asuka moves, and Asuka just high kicks her in the head to take us to our first break. We come back, Sky goes up top again, but Asuka cuts her off and slams her on the top turnbuckle. Uh, Sky fires back, just slapping the taste out of Asuka's mouth. Asuka hits some Kawada kicks, hits a superplex, gets a nice two count off the back of that. Sky hits a German suplex in sort of desperation, uh, and Asuka counters into a modified Kimura. Uh, keeps going, like I say, for, for Kimuras, for armbars, for submission maneuvers, basically. Um, she goes for another Fujiwara armbar, st- stomps on Io. Uh, Io gets back up and catches her up there and hits a s- springboard dropkick, some lovely dropkicks yeah. off the yeah. top in this match. Uh, that sends Asuka out to the floor. Uh, Io hits, hits her with a kick, tries a sunset flip powerbomb. Asuka tries to hold on, but Io manages to hit the move. Uh, Asuka tries to hit, fire back by kicking Io, but Io moves and Asuka kicks the ring post. Um EO back in the ring hits a preposterous moonsault to Asuka on the floor to take us to another break. Uh, when we come back, Asuka is on the middle rope uh, and hits her missile drop kick. That gets her a near fall. Uh, they trade elbows whilst they're on the knees. Asuka keeps going for the Asuka lock and Sky's fading in amongst all this. But Bailey puts Sky's leg on the rope for a rope break as it looks like she might lose the world title. This brings Charlotte into it. She gets rid of Bailey or gets into it with Bailey. Sky takes advantage. It's a Wild-looking knee, moonsault, one, two, three, EO Sky retains. You were right in what you said. Like, it's impossible to, for them to have a bad match. But did they have a great one? I would say no. But I tell you what, I've seen every opinion on this match over the yeah. weekend. Every single one. And I fall slap bang in the middle. I have seen people call this the, like, best women's match of the year. I think you're insane. I've seen people say that this was actively bad. I think you're Equally insane. <laughs> I just never... Well, right, prioritise things here. I never once felt like the title was in danger. No. Including the Askelock, which you were instructed to think, hang on. Like, they were the the commentary, the tone of it all, the way it was shot. And, to, right, and this is, again, I'm trying to, like, balance my thoughts with maybe, like, the overall top-down view of the women's division. I don't think the fans bought a title change either. No. I never once felt the, the building was coming up for Asuka actually taking the title here. Um, I thought the finish was kind of lazy. Like, Charlotte Flair at ringside is a clear and present danger to that title. And we joke about it, but it's true. Like, if she's out there, like, if she's not out there, nobody's thinking. It's not a poochy thing, is it? Nobody is thinking. But what about Charlotte <laughs> Flair? Yeah. Suddenly she's stationed there, and it's kind of all you can think about. And it's not necessarily the good thinking. It's just the anxiety-riddled, oh, Jesus, when's Charlotte Flair going to be back in the mix, you know? And and that's not even to dig her out. It's just how they've booked her yeah. forever. So for it to be used in this way, whilst nice that they've kept her as a babyface, she was there to defend Shotzi, and now she's there to defend Eo. Uh, sorry, there to defend Asuka. Yes. Asuka, but Asuka's not really a bit, you know, like, defend the honour against the heels. She's anti-damage yes, control. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what she yeah. is right now. Like, she, they've kept consistent with this character, but it's, in the words of Vince himself, it's, she'll just be the one that wants the belt, regardless of yeah. the babyface divide. So I thought her entire presence took something away. I think, like, they were they were begging you to buy Asuka as too much for EO in the build and in the match, and it never once got there for no. me. Execution was, like, spectacular in places. Yeah. EO Shirai, uh, excuse me, EO Sky has never not had 
this kind of um, like explosive violence to yeah. her, to her stuff, and like sometimes you worry if it's injuring people because it's so effective. Very occasionally it does, but like I the knee in this oh. like oh my god, absolutely like her moonsault does. Like, you know, pardon the, the pun, I guess, but it does hit different. Yeah. Like, there is just something about EO, like, nailing the moonsault the way she does. So, very little to complain about execution wise, but I, I, I blame the booking. I really do blame the build. I think too often these women are forced to pull a good match mm. from the embers of a pretty lousy program. And, like, Bianca does it in stadiums. Sasha was kind of one of the best at doing it in yeah, any situation. Yeah. Um, and I, it's not a guarantee. It's never, truly now, it's never a guarantee. Um, like Bianca and Eo nailed it at Backlash. Yeah. And that was when they were working against a crowd that were just like, oh, we love Eo Sky now. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Like nobody <laughs> yeah. could have called that fan dynamic. And yet the two of them were still able to like create something really quite yeah. special. It's just never like this thing that we com- comes up a lot at the moment, doesn't it? It'll be all right on the night. That's not assured with the mm. women, and I just think that's the second week in a row where that's happened for me personally. Yeah, see, I was higher on this match than you were, but I completely agree that I'd never bought a title change in there, mm. and I always thought, well, Charlotte's going to be out there for a reason. I did like someone tweeting, because there was a graphic thrown up, obviously, later, of Charlotte versus Bailey this coming week, yeah. and someone went, we all know what's going to happen here, and Bailey responded, tell me then, because I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Help me. Yeah, I, I, it's like, I don't know about... I like Bailey's one of my favorites probably of all time and I don't know where they go with that character anymore. I don't even think AEW. We yeah. talked about it on a podcast over the weekend. It did. Yeah, you can listen to that and I believe you can watch it on YouTube as a bit of a yeah. primer for our YouTube launch and indeed there's some cool information that you should go and listen to to check indeed. out. Indeed. Yeah. It went out as a get the table podcast yesterday I do believe. Uh video wise I assume it's going out today on As YouTube you listen channel. to this it's probably kicking yeah. around on our YouTube channel. We're uh we're going to do more YouTube stuff on Wednesday, aren't we? We are indeed. We don't have a time yet, but keep it keep it pilled oh, to yeah. our socials. I meant to tell you before this, but yeah, we're absolutely fine. We'll, oh, great we'll talk stuff. Yeah, yeah. afterwards. Uh, Wednesday afternoon UK time basically. Follow the links we're going to put out. Yeah. yeah. Uh Bloodliner backstage, um Postman Pierce is there. He's got a contract for the tag team title match. This is the moment that I suddenly, my ears pricked up, my eyes widened regarding the Jimmy Uso character. Because earlier on, it was just his staple. Mm. Ooh, uh, not yet, because it's not the main event slash the pay-per-view, so yeah. we're not going to do that. Um, Pierce brings in the contract, and Heyman's obviously talking for the bloodline with no Roman Reigns there. He says, look, yeah, fine with the match, but obviously not tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jimmy Uso suddenly gets this, gets this way about him of just like, well, there's no Roman, so I'm the big cock around here, I think. <laughs> He's like, yep, we'll be in the ring to sign the contract. I'll see you. Don't you worry about that, Pierce. Uh, and he sort of just bounces around the room and then leaves Heyman and Solo Sokoa to be like, what's what's his deal? He's, he's only just come back and now he's, he's making decisions for the bloodline. Heyman's like, Tribal Chief needs to really approve that. Uh... Oh, that was it. Jimmy's already there. It's still there at this point. Because he goes, what are you doing? No, I think you'll find the tribal chief has to approve that. And Jimmy's like, well, Paul, let me know what he says. I'm up to catering. See you later. And he goes. And then Solo's just the ominous. Don't you worry. After tonight, I'll sort it all out. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at his looking thumb. At thumb. I, I don't know. It's just, maybe it's, maybe it's me willing it because I, I'm desperate for this story to, to get back on track. But there's something about him just whilst, whilst the cat's away. Yeah, like... Dog, big dog. Big dog. The dog's away. Well, the dog's away. The cat's on play. So I didn't take Jimmy Uso 
as any different to the clown he's been for the last few weeks. But as you were talking there, I did imagine this. I started like fantasy booking in my head the scenario where he gets the big tag match that we're going to get, right, between AJ and Cena when AJ's recovered and stuff. And I did think it would be funny if Jimmy Uso came out with, like, the red boots and started wearing the oh, one glove. Why you told everyone to acknowledge him? Yeah. I, I, like, I was already manifesting. How much can Jimmy start to cosplay... Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to touch your leg. Jimmy starts to cosplay Roman, and he's inadvertently done everything he was accusing Jay of doing, and that's why he turned. I can't let you win because then you'll turn into the tribal chief. And then he goes on to think he's turned into the tribal chief. Oh, you mate. It has no positive ending because Roman's going to come back and be like, what the hell are you doing? And smash him, right? And it's going to be counterproductive because then you kill Jimmy as a heel and as a baby face. Yeah. Good one. Go off on holiday for a bit. <laughs> but that does... You're telling me there's a chance. That does... Yes! Like, I, I, I'm not in it yet, but the more I've pictured him wearing, like, him getting ready backstage and Solo's taping up the thingy and, uh, like, Jimmy goes into a locker... Is that we ready for the big one? And like, like Heyman says, yeah, like, let's go. And then like Jimmy puts his hand out and says, let's do this. Puts out the shield fist. And he's wearing the Roman red glove. And Paul Heyman and Solo just look at it disgusted. I love it. I tell you, man, I'm biased because I love this story. Jimmy Uso, the self-appointed tribal chief. Yeah. And he like tries to set up his own tribal court and it's rubbish. There's like a kangaroo court <laughs> and a, a little toy in plastic like they do the birthday and He's like, six balloons will do it, right? Yeah. Um, what came next? Uh, was sensational. He orders a jet to turn up, and it's just like a Fred Flintstone car. <laughs> I want to know what his the spread on his um, coach looks like. It's not steak and sushi, is Ooh. it? No. Um, what happened next was amazing because I'm oh, surprised, surprised. It's pretty deadly. It's always amazing. Yeah, yes, boy. Um, Kit Wilson's in the hospital uh, with uh, an injured, still injured Elton Prince. Yep. Who? Oh, I've dropped my drink. Uh, there's a training montage, which was... I mean, go and watch this. I can't do it yeah. justice. Prince is attempting to recover. It's not going very well. Uh, the orthopedic surgeon's like, you'll be fine. But Prince is in tears. And uh, <laughs> Kit Wilson's like, you're right. It's okay. He's like, no, you're on my hair. <laughs> <laughs> this was brilliant. I love these two. Do you know what's great about this, right? The... We were obviously, I like to think, I was going to say day oneers, but that would uh, suggest... We're kind of the first guys, too. We're the first guys, but I would never claim that, because that would suggest that we watched NXT UK, yeah. and I would never want that against my reputation. We're kind of the second guys. Yeah. We were kind of the first guys to give a shit once they moved away from that weird place that harbors strange guys in Enfield. Um, yeah, we were on the pretty deadly hype train from the Hell day yeah. they debuted in NXT proper, and it's great, this, because you feel rewarded that you kind of knew that they were main roster ready as soon as, like, developmental was just a, a passing fancy, wasn't it? You knew that main roster was going to be great for them and all that. What is especially impressive to me here is that you're seeing a lot of people enjoying this for what it is and having fun with it. Nobody is accusing either side of copying anyone's homework as relates to this and Roddy Strong. Yeah. They're both roughly the same idea, mm -hmm. told just differently enough. And more importantly, I think people just love the performers. Like, you are enjoying too much the performance of this yeah. fundamentally dumb yeah. thing. So you've got, like, the Kingdom and Roddy, and then you've got, like, Elton and Kit. And it's it's the same postcode, but it's they're just both fun to watch on their mm. own terms, and I'm glad they're both there. And it doesn't... There's, there's no sense of, oh, they've spotted what's hot, have they? Yeah. It, like, you've got performers that can pull this sort of stuff off, so do it. And then we got... Speaking of NXT, that was the first time uh, Roderick Strong started teasing... Fake injuries, wasn't it? Walking mm. around the neck brace being hilarious. Booker of the year. For God's sake, unblock me, Sean. 
<laughs> um, I don't know what it was. Maybe there's something in the water. Maybe I didn't have enough sleep or too much sleep. I never know nowadays. Yeah. I fell in love with A-Town Down Under. Oh. You fell in love with the name. I just love them as two... You said it once before and it bears repeating Brilliant now. arseholes with quite a fun move set when you put them together, I thought. Yeah, like, we uh, we railed against WWE for this, like, you cannot Spider-Man meme, these generic guys. It's like, and worst of all, Lionel up at night against them and be like, is he one of them? Like, yeah. wh- where are we at with LNI? This might work. This might work. Uh, Austin Theory, I tell you what, it comes to something right. Austin Theory and that stupid meme that did the rounds. Uh, guys, I think you finally shared the ring with all the big legends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wet, right? So did like Santino <laughs> Morella. Yeah, right. But aye, so like, uh, obviously WWE super committed, whatever. Failed, 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 failed. The big like red comedy rubber stamp. Boom. Yeah. Failed, failed again. Duh, duh, duh. Wrestling's weird. You pair him with the guy that is be- basically called up to replace him. Yeah, there might be something here. They might have, like, f- forego Steve Austin, John Cena, The Rock. It turns out you required the Australian replacement, you. <laughs> Great stuff. I was watching, uh, well, Anne-Louise was watching, and I, I, I you know, I'm too cool, but uh, I thought, I'll, 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 it's on in the same room. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. I was watching At Home with the Furies on, I think it's on Netflix. Okay. And, uh... I don't like Tyson Fury. He gives me the ick a little bit. Mm. Some of Alan. There's, a. Uh, there's a clip where I think it's Paris Fury says, uh, "Yeah, yeah, we're going for a going for a nice weekend away in Cardiff because uh, Tyson's working WrestleMania." And I thought, "Well, I think you'll find that was Clash at the Castle." So one of the editors got fired for that. Yep. Boner. Look, you look like a very silly person right now. <laughs> but they showed the clip of Tyson dropping Austin Theory, and Great. I thought, "Was this um, Money in the Bank uh, rain actually good?" That was really funny. I also thought, because I watched, they did they had the shot from right next to it, obviously. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's off the back of watching this. I was like, you know what? Fair play, Austin Theory. Because there's no way Tyson Fury knows. I'll just work this punch. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He just puts it through him. Like, the instruction for Austin Theory that night like was, well, his fist's going to be there. But it's very much about that you running 150 miles an hour into it. Yeah. And he does. And, yeah. I mean, it was, look, it was the... Uh, it was Tyson Fury's best moment on that night, should we put it like that? Oh. Did they show you many clips of what he did after that? No, not much. They kind of yeah. moved on pretty rapidly after <laughs> that to uh, him challenging some giant in Iceland or something. <laughs> kind of the last guys to sing Sweet Caroline and still be on the goddamn air. That was oh, so awkward. You ever tried to watch that back? It's excruciating. I, no, I can't. No. Physically, I can't. Especially the bit where they go, oh, I forgot the word, just go to the chorus. Oh. What is this, a what culture Christmas party? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not long until that now, eh? Hey, three months today, Christmas, which means less than three months of the What Culture Christmas Party. Oh, my God. We're all doing the Prince Nana dance, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's this year's thing, isn't it? Mm. Like, if we go bowling again, there's always a thing that becomes the thing. Oh, yeah. That's definitely the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then there's poor, like, gaming staff. They're like, what the frig are they doing? Here? Why do we have to go out with these arseholes every Christmas? I, Scotty T will know it, though, because he's an AW fan. Of course, fan. yeah. That's it. He can, he can be the bridge. And if you're a fan of gaming stuff, check out the What Culture Gaming podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, A-Town Down Under have the best entrance in wrestling. And uh, early on, as I, as I mentioned, there was the Holland just swinging Paul Gresham Waller around <laughs> and then lifting up for a suplex. He's a freak. Yeah. Bridge the fridge. Yeah. Very impressive. He, like, And the worst thing is, is that like this is probably his level, but there's no shame in that level. Yeah. like it's uh, WWE is tricky because you don't ever want a... 
fall so far below their radar as a guy that can never get pushed that you end up getting fired. But they, I even think as a company, they forget sometimes how important it is to have people like him on your roster. Yeah. A believable ass kicker who can lose is quite a valuable commodity. And still got a, still get a great pop, even though they've just nicked it from Sheamus when they both do the 10 beats thing on, yeah. on the heels. Feels like a tribute at the moment, doesn't it? Um, at one point, Grayson Bloody Waller tries to do it himself and obviously get his fingers snapped by Butch. Um, hot tag to Rich Holland, who fires up, hits a series of slams on Grayson Bloody Waller. Um, Waller rolls into the ring, but Holland, uh, after that, Holland cuts him off with this huge spear and power slams Theory for a two count. Butch hits a moonsault on Waller on the outside. Holland gets Theory up. Theory rolls out of it. Holland follows that up with an Alabama slam for a two count that looked great. Puts him in a Boston Crab, but Waller breaks it up with that awesome rolling stunner from outside to in that he does, and that allows Theory to get up, hit the A-Town down, one, two, three. They're good these, you know. I'm with you. I felt it straight away. Um, like, they've nicked the entrance off the guns. Let's not take the piss here. They've, like, absolutely stolen it. Like, when I've said before that, like, he isn't copying the homework in some respects, he's absolutely nicked it and handed it in and put Triple H on the top label with it. Elements of it. The He was doing the pointing himself and the big lights come on first. Yeah, all right, yeah, I'll give you that. The, but, yeah, they've nicked the majority of it from it. I <laughs> want to believe that the segmenting on the show was by design because he was Austin Theory hanging around with before a, a certain injury. Who was he being bolstered by? You remember? No, I better remember what happened last week, to be honest, mate. If you recall, yeah, welcome to the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, it was um, it was pretty deadly. Of course, oh, yes. I think there is a stable lurking in the background here, and I think that's going to be a very, very fun stable indeed. Are they going to be like, uh, over there, they've got trios titles. What about quad titles? Oh, can you imagine it? Like, you're going to get the belts back, and like the, the camera's going to be shooting them from like up here, and they say, uh, cameraman, we need a side player check. Down under! <laughs> and like the, you know... I think there. I think there's a biggest bunch of arseholes ever. Yeah, I think there's a stable there. Oh my god, what do you call them? The BBA, big bunch of arseholes. Big bunch of arseholes. Well, BBA, good. Right, which is actually better than the BBC. So. <laughs> it's too better. Check the alphabet lately. Oh, it's not even BBC. It's this BCC. <laughs> I don't say much for better than them boring bastards. Problem, uh, problem with the training gym is uh, you think it smells of perspiration. It actually, smells of piss. <laughs> I think I think Ricky Stark should beat Willie Utah out of the uh, I saw a nickname weekend. Willie Utah, I think it was a, like a Reddit one or something. What is it? I, do you know what? It might have been Jim Cornette, so I'm like loath to put him over. But like somebody on Reddit or someone or X maybe, I called him Wheelie Useless. <laughs> yeah, that is a Cornette. Is it? Oh, well, I'm not putting that over in good faith, but like I read it and like, like it was a kind of visceral pop. I was like, that's that's on. Come on. Every like, now and again, doesn't he? he that's just, a live round. Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, right, main event time, uh, contract signing segment. Again, Postman Pierce is out to be like, it's the greatest of all time, guys. It's John Cena. All right, it's John Cena. You don't need to big him up anymore. The thing is, you can't, like, they're not going to him and Reigns again, are they? No. But, like, in kayfabe, if you were Roman watching from the Island of Relevancy, we're milling your dick about it, you'd be like, will they stop saying that, please? He's going to have goat on the coach when he comes back. <laughs> Our full goat. Yeah. Uh, so Cena sprints down to the ring, signs the contract, no messing, yeah. and he's like, and here comes my new best friend, AJ Styles, who I've just been hanging out with in Gorilla. AJ Styles' music hit, but of course we cut backstage. Jimmy Uso is beating the crap out of AJ Styles. Cena runs to the back to try and save him. But Solo Sokoa does this honestly terrifying spot where he jumps off this set of like travel cases onto the concrete. Nothing to break his fall. He just 
risks it all. <laughs> Can't see where he lands. It's the, the Jeff Hardy spot. Yeah. Like a little bit of dust right there. I, it's, it's, it's fine. I, I'm not... We're not advocating. Yeah, he jumps. You don't need to Should jump. have done it for real. Yeah. Like, there's a... Jeff Hardy does that for WWE off, like, a production truck, doesn't he? Or, like, off the truck. He's done once. a few, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like, TNA got him to do that once. Um, like, off a... I think it was off a steel cage. To, like, land on the steel steps. Oh, God. It's, I, like, and nobody remembers it, because it was, like, Impact Wilderness years. Nobody talks about it. It's got to be one of the more brutal Jeff Hardy books I've ever seen. You're right. Like, it did look a bit stupid. I'm not advocating for the alternative. No. Like, I... I think production counts, because if... Like, what was the one... What am I thinking of? It's the frigging Jericho through the cardboard in AEW. Yeah. Like, AEW gets pelters when they kind of, like... Uh, back away from like severe violence, and it's never because people want to like. Well, Jericho should have gone through real metal. That's not what anybody wants. That's no. just like just shoot around it. Yeah, that's what you want. Is exactly. safe as possible. Shoot around it. Mm. This looked a bit dumb. I'd rather Solo's coming out of a broken back. Exactly. I mean, he's trying to make it to the top of his profession, so you know he needs to uh, <laughs> hit these big spots. Really good. Really good. Uh, Stars is unconscious, obviously, off the back of this. Cena finally gets to the back, but it's too late. Yells for help. We go to a break. When we come back, AJ Styles has been hospitalized. He's getting stretched out of the building. Um, Paul Heyman slowly walks down to the ring whilst Carl Anderson's there saying, bloody told him not to get involved in this bloodline stuff. <laughs> Proper narc to have to get in the ambulance, doesn't he? Yeah. AJ. <laughs> going to clock off early. <laughs> um, and here comes... I love a good entrance with no music. Here comes Solo Sakura and Jimmy Uso just just soaking in the booze because, I'll be honest, the way the show ended, I think they'd gone a little bit early. <laughs> they took their time. Uh, Solo Sakura gets in there and just clears the ring, chucks out the chairs, chucks out the table. Uh, Heyman has got the contract in his hands. He says, look, this is a contract signed by John Cena for a match at Fastlane with any, without any tag partner, I should say. Uh and Heyman's doing his usual, very measured, but, you know, excellent promo work. <laughs> Jimmy grabs the microphone, and he's like, look what happens when you mess with the bloodline, eh? He's so overcompensating. Yep. It's great. You're selling me on it. Yeah. Like, I... Uh, uh, if you were smart, John, you'd have uh, jumped in the ambulance and uh, pissed off. So, uh, don't matter anyway, because you can go in an ambulance soon. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Solo. What? I'm all right. Do you get it? I, don't, I, I want to meet you halfway. That's what it is. I don't want to fight you on it, because if I find myself enjoying it in three weeks, then you can kind of hang me on it. I don't want that. Like, I, I'm a sucker for this, ultimately. I do, like, there's the bit in me that says, yeah, but where does this go? Like, Roman has to come out and smash the fucking out with this idiot with his first punch like his first order of business yeah. needs to be batter Jimmy Uso the dumbass you know the bit where uh, Neville comes back and yeah exactly that. two claps <laughs> like he cannot abide like and the worst thing is it's bloodline so what's going to happen is like Paul Heyman's going to be like alright yeah calm down Jimmy and he's going to look at Solo next week Roman's back and the two of them are going to look at each other and then they're going to do the comedy bit where Jimmy's like yeah, <laughs> like and we're all supposed to go. Roman's going to kill you, and then it's bloodline drama. So what's actually going to happen is Roman's going to be like, "It's great to see my family back," and then give Jimmy Uso the death stare. Paul Heyman's going to be with a big smile forming across his face, and Roman's going to go, 
especially Jimmy and what they're <laughs> friends again and they're going to tease out oh Jimmy's in trouble for eight fucking weeks we've got a long time to go to WrestleMania 40 I can't get this out of my head that like sort of bloody Jimmy what's he going to be like like Rob, just kill him just kill him straight away Robin. just put this loser out of his misery you now he's going all the way to war games yeah. and he's going to be the one to get pinned look let's like on this whole big picture thing like AJ being hospitalised, like I'm assuming, I'll get well seen, LA Knight. Uh, yes, I've written my notes. Where the hell was LA Knight? Because that's exactly what I was anticipating. Yeah. And then, well, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll wrap up. Because Cena runs down to the ring, easily takes care of Jimmy, <laughs> shoulder blocks him, slams him, gets up to Koa for an AA, but Jimmy has recovered enough to super kick John Cena. Uh, Sokoa sets up for the Samoan Spike and then just hits it. Um, Jimmy and Sokoa lay the boots in. Uh, Jimmy's like just so pleased with Solo Sokoa. He gets on the second row, yeah, Solo goes up top. Uso splash on Cena and uh, grabs the contract from him. Oh, give it here, Paul. Oh, you sign the contract. He signs it and he goes, right, Solo, your turn now. You sign it. Solo just signs it very, you know, very tensely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he slams the contract on Cena's chest and goes up top again. Oh, I hit another Uso splash actually, and he hits that. And he stands tall and he points up to the sky to close the show. Because I was thinking, where's John Cena's mates? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, LA Knight had COVID. Uh, get well soon. Stay safe, everyone. You know, yeah. it's a different world that we're in from compared to three years ago. But even so. Still out there. Um, yeah. It's... Well, what did you make of all this? I thought the angle was fine. The Jimmy stuff, I wasn't, like, as captivated as you were, but I like going on this journey with you mm. specifically, so I'm willing to stay out, like, I'm willing to get on the bus for now. i tell you what I liked about this, right? Ellie and I was unable to be there, but because he was, like, the ghost at the feast, it was fun to think about what happens when he gets there, right? It was fun to think about what would have happened had Ellie and I been in, in the presence of all of this, because he would have made the save. And he will make the save. Like, hopefully the recovery from COVID goes fine. Mm-hmm. And he slots right back in as John Cena. Like, like five days, I think, they have to right. isolate for. So, like, Fastlane isn't for another few yeah, weeks. Like, as long as everything goes, like, touch wood, he's okay. And this is potentially, right, really great. Go with me here, because I'm doing a lot of things that haven't happened yet, but I believe they will. LA Knight is going to team with John Cena, despite him saying just two weeks ago, Aye, thanks, John, but I'm not going to cow to you. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I guess I should appreciate that mark of respect, but let's not pretend we're friends here. They've now got to put it together because Solo and Jimmy aren't exactly the bloodline version one, but they're a threat. Yeah. They're family. Solo is hard as nails. Jimmy can give you. Like, they've got to piece it together to beat these two, and they will. So LA Knight gets his first major scalp, really. The Slim Jim Battle Royal doesn't count the misery. First big scalp, yeah. and it's against the bloodline. Two weeks, three weeks after he's got in Paul Heyman's face and said, you know, I'm not intimidated by this bollocks that you perpetrate over this show. So that's like really, really nice plotting, right? Then Cena goes away. Sag after strike is over and so is his eight-week run. And we said when Cena was coming in, who you should elevate somebody. This yes, is a waste of time unless you're elevating. LA Knight and Solo Sokoa consider them elevated, right? Big pay-per-view tag team match with uh, John Cena. That's as good, that, as far as I'm concerned, that's the rubski. There's your John Cena relevant appearance stuff. Now, LA Knight and Roman Reigns becomes this down-the-road idea made real by LA Knight helping beat the bloodline. In the meantime, AJ Styles returns and turns heel. Pretty pissed off with LA Knight for taking his spot. 
and just thinking he can just stroll in here and be mm. this catchphrase guy. So before you even get to LA Knight, Roman Reigns, you've put LA Knight with John Cena, you've given LA Knight a victory over the bloodline, and you're probably going to give LA Knight one of his better matches in ring against AJ Styles. If that's how that plays out, that's a hell of a run. Yeah. That is a really, really impressive run, even if it's just to get LA Knight hot enough to think, what is it, Punch's chance? Yeah. One night. Just takes what and he loses, of course he does. But like the idea is the rumble, so you're not even paying for that. Just one. like it just takes one night, one one big moment. He, he's the last man in war games. You know, that kind of that kind of all that sort of stuff. Like the baby faces they think he's a bit of an arsehole, but like the fans are with him, so maybe we'll use his momentum. Whatever it is, you can play with that if you want to. I just think that's like if you look at that character, I think that's some pretty impressive plotting. Yeah. And I'll as a result go along with your Jimmy Uso truther line of thinking for the time being. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm withholding complete confidence back in this storyline because mm. it went completely off the rails after it SummerSlam. It really did. <laughs> uh, well, 50% of it. Jey Uso's goaded on, on uh, Raw. But yep. Jimmy Uso, I had no idea what was going on. But this was a glimmer of hope in this mm. storyline that it isn't just going to be completely cut out of the uh, inevitable video package at WrestleMania 40. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but let us know your thoughts on SmackDown on Eggs. At what culture WWE? Watch well, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, the AW Collision Review is available right now with the Michaels uh, and myself. And the rest of the Dadly Boys will be back later on today to look ahead to Monday Night Raw. But for now, this has been the SmackDown Review. My thanks to Michael Hamflit. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.